Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Spilling the Beans, where we believe that in real life and authentic conversations, the most wisdom comes out. As we spill the beans together, we see vulnerability, we say truth, and we see wisdom being shared and cultivated in our conversations. I'm your host, Sabina Hogue. Let's spill these beans. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Spilling the Beans. It has been a while, actually, because I have been busy trying to finish college, but I'm here with a special friend, the person I went on vacation with and then slash evacuation with, Leah Johnson. Leah, you want to say anything to the people? Hey, yo, people. So Leah is an Enneagram 8. She just got, she's in my college with me, or I guess the college I used to be in. And she's out in Atlanta. Hit her up. People, if you live in Atlanta, you should go to the church that she works at. But Leah is an Enneagram 8. So this means it is an 8 on 8 special. Leah, do you want to say anything about being an 8? I don't know. I just really believe that being an 8 is the best Enneagram type you can be. (laughs) If you're not an 8, then um, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) We love all types here. Just some are better. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But me and Leah, we honestly talk probably every day while I had COVID. Um, And it was fun because we talked a lot about wholeness, healing, boys, tons of random stuff, venting. But I think one of the things that I really love to talk to Leah about is just health and like in the sense of like holistic health of like your head like your emotions and then also how do you process tough things because I think it's easy for us to you know just assume that people who are very emotionally stable or emotionally healthy either didn't have anything going on or they've you know just magically gotten healed but I think there's a lot of steps to wholeness Aaliyah do you have any thoughts about that just kind of kicking it off yeah there's probably gonna be a lot of the podcasts with Leah doing that so just accept it (laughs) yeah totally I think it's extremely important to really care for yourself and look out for your self-health um I know for me it was really a challenge for me to really look after myself and consider my health when it comes to um I don't know like emotions and emotions like. and really digging deeper beneath the surface instead of being surface level and really di- digging deeper with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to bring all those underlying things that needed to be healed up to the surface to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's why I, I think I like that you're saying like you're allowing the Holy Spirit because I think sometimes we try to like force healing and wholeness at times. Yeah. Which I think God's always there, but I think when it's prompted I think that's where you where you find the healing and stuff like that and I also think it's cool that we're talking about just kind of steps of wholeness that it's not just a one-time thing that's a journey right I think often we can get trapped in this lie of believing that if we're not healed immediately then did God really do that in us did he really heal us when really wholeness yeah wholeness is promised to us and we are made whole in Christ but we still take a step every single day to walk in that oh yeah totally it's an every single day process I remember a couple of months ago when I first started on the journey and just really thinking to myself okay I'm gonna deal with this thing and then after that thing was dealt with and I felt free from that thing it just seemed as if it was another thing that'll come to the (laughs) surface and I was just really confused I'm like wow I'm either a really messed up person or like this just doesn't stop and I really just had to come to the conclusion that it's a continuous thing. There's always going to be something that needs to be healed. There's always going to be an area where we need to grow in. 
it's just a continuous cycle and just being okay with that. Yeah, see, I was not okay with that for probably the past, like, three and a half years besides recently because I literally quit therapy twice, mm. once after two times, and then this past time after, like, a few months. I guess I didn't quit that time. I just decided not to continue even though I needed it. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, I don't know yeah. if I'd say quitting. Yeah. I would say discontinuing. Mm. The la- the first one I did quit because I never called her back. Right. I was like... <laughs> No, but I think that's like a hard part about it, especially for people who want to make it happen and fix things is when you can't fix yourself within it and there's no like fast track Yeah, and there's no like no amount like, yeah, you can do the work, but also the work takes time, which is awful when you want results quickly and you're like, okay, I've been to therapy four times. Why am I not better? And then like, cause you have to rewire your whole brain and you're like, uh, I love that you touched up on reaching out and getting help because I think that was something that I really overlooked is actually, of course it takes time, but actually reaching out and seeking the help that I needed, whether it was with trusted leadership or like you said, going to therapy. I think that's like one of the biggest steps, really reaching out saying, I need help because really we can't do it alone. You know, the whole process of healing, we can't do it alone. Yeah, and I mean, even in James talks about that, like confess your sins to one another and be healed. And I think yeah. we for we often, th- I mean, if we're gonna be honest, we all think about the verse and we think about the lusty person that's like confess your sin. And you're like, I'm gonna confess. Yeah, that's always what the scriptures used for. But I mean, sin is such a huge word, and it's like doubt doubting God is a sin. Mm-hmm. So when I give in to my, the feelings of anxiety I have, and instead of deciding to believe what God says, I'm I'm actually engaging in sin instead of like you know when I'm choosing to dwell on those things or when I'm choosing to believe that narrative of self-doubt or even just things against myself that God wouldn't say to me yeah I'm choosing sin yeah you know but when I'm starting confessing it to like my therapist being like hey I'm I'm believing this lie and she's like it's really not true yeah or you have a misconception that's where healing comes in too or with a friend or with a mentor or with whoever even your journal you start like confessing those things on paper and you start realizing wow this is not right this doesn't lie with god yeah so how do you think you you best process those things like when they come up to the surface um i'm a verbal processor yeah so i probably think all those things i listed talking to my therapist um talking to my mentors talking to friends writing it if i can't get it out of my head sometimes i'll just scribble all over my journal and like I sometimes when I get upset or I'm like passionate about something, I just start writing capital and I like, yeah. scri- I like go all over the page mm-hmm. and like just scribbling it all, all the thoughts I have down. Yeah. I would say it's how I process it. And then I think sometimes though, God brings us into moments where we have to process alone. Right. And I think that's really hard for me because it's, I don't like internally processing. Yeah. And so when I have to do that, I think I go usually go on a walk, a run, and I just kind of try to quiet myself and talk to God about some of the things going on because sometimes it is like it is a you and god thing yeah but sometimes it is a you and other people i think it's like but i think when you're health i think when you have a perfect healthy balance of the two where it's like i'm spending time with those people so i know when god's telling me to be alone it's not me isolating because right. i have done the work of going to my brothers and sisters in christ mm. you know yeah you see i'm like the total opposite i'm like an internal processor so like when these things come to the surface, I immediately just think about it and think about it. And like, it can run me into the ground that I think about it all day, but it's a bit harder for me to verbally process it with with someone who I trust Um, and really pushing it through. But really, 
what was happening with me, like when I don't verbally process something, I was just continuously like pushing it lower and lower, like inside of me. Like it was still there, but I wasn't speaking it, speaking it out to allow the Holy Spirit to really come in and heal that thing. Um, so I, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I verbally process because I'll be like you and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to pro- talk about it. So I just overthink it and then I get into spirals of like anxiety. Basically, I just yeah. kind of word vomit like the crap that's going on. I'm like, okay, I'm good. In the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like when I do that, and so I think it's maybe just like trying to walk in that health of knowing that. And I think, mm-hmm. and I think it's like res- even in the dark areas where I'm like, this is feels shameful and it feels like I don't want to talk about it. I think even just like trying to push myself to be like, no, I need to. Yeah. Because like, is healing worth it? Is mm-hmm. integrity worth it? Is those things worth it? Is walking in wholeness worth it? Yeah. You know, because if it is, then that means it's uncomfortable. And then, but doing all those uncomfortable things has just really tested me. Like I just finished. 75 days hard and even throughout I like I wasn't in therapy throughout that journey but then like I guess two weeks in I joined got a therapist right like and when I say that the time that I had to get a therapist before this it took me like five months to develop courage to get it and I had to have someone hold me accountable for a month to get Mm -hmm. it because I was like I'm not gonna do this yeah and then I had to have someone come with me the first time because I didn't want to go yeah and then I hated it still every single time after so it was like one of those things where it's like learning having to have that self-motivation because if you're not really not driven by yourself if you're not led by the spirit but then also if you yourself are not wanting it you're not gonna want to do those hard work yeah yeah that's very true I literally always have to push myself like just make the step to just do it there's a true vulnerability that comes behind like telling someone every single corner of your life you know and I used to always make the joke that when I'm vulnerable I kind of feel naked but really like that's how we're supposed to live. Like we were meant to be in the Garden of Eden naked, you know? Like we weren't meant to be clothed. We weren't meant to hold all of these things in and, and hide them behind, whether it's our skin, our clothes, whatever. Yeah. Like we're we're meant to walk vulnerably. We're meant to walk open and willing to to share our feelings, you know? With of course with proper people, but we're not meant to hold those things in the inside of us. Yeah. And I'd probably say that when we're really walking with God, we start to realize the things that we used to cover up are really like the figs. Mm. They're scratchy and they're itchy and they're gross. Right. And then like God starts revealing like, hey, why do you cover up that insecurity with that? Yeah. Why do you do that with that? Mm. Like, let's let's talk about that. And I think he really starts to pull it back and bring us back. Like you said that our true nature and our true form. Yeah. Which is naked and vulnerable, but it's Mm. unashamed. Right. And it's proud of like who God's made us to be. You know, so it's, like, that's a very interesting take on, like, what wholeness is. And I think it's coming back to that. You know, yeah. everyone's always talking about, like, healing your inner child. But I wonder if Adam, like, how, if Adam and Eve, like, were basically grown-up kids. Yeah. You know, they didn't know anything. Right. But they were adults. Right. But they were, like, perfect in God's sight. So I wonder if really, instead of saying healing our inner child, if it's heal- healing our inner Eve, healing our yeah. inner Adam. Yeah. Like, healing that part of, like, walking wholeness is a part of us that was originally created yeah do you believe that as we heal our inner child that it brings us back to that childlike faith faith that we're supposed to have i think so um probably because i think when we're unwhole i think we project a lot of that on god on meaning to and yeah. then we miss also childlike faith i think is also vulnerability with people mm-hmm. and so when i'm super guarded i'm super miss like trusting people because i'm not healing and i'm not stepping walking in that yeah you know i don't have faith that people are going to be good mm-hmm. 
I don't have that childlike faith. Like children trust strangers. That's why yeah. they tell them not to go in their vans or like, you know, like, right. Right. So they'll just blurt it out. Yeah, yeah. They say what they want. They have no fear of others and they don't have this unless they've been abused or they've been hurt, which yeah. is the healing that they need. So like, it's the childlike faith where I think we bring that with God, but then we bring that in our relationships. We bring that in dynamics that we walk into. Yeah. Yeah. And also like speaking to that, I believe we can also like as adults and walk through walking through a lot of things that we can put a filter on a lot of things. Like is vulnerable really vulnerable or are we just putting a filter on it? You know, still just like a child, like they don't have, they don't know what a filter is. They haven't yeah. learned what a filter is. They just pretty much say exactly what they're feeling, whether at that moment or what they felt another day, they don't have that filter. And I really do think that having that filter can blind us from where we are actually at in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true because we can't say really where we're at or right. we don't have that awareness of, like, what's going on with us. And, like, I mean, kids, they just they say they're upset, they cry. Right. They love it. They are laughing and they are, like, smiling and giggling. And it's just like we probably have that that filter on. And I think, I mean, part of the filter is growing up because we can't be kids and we have to guard it. But then I also think kids – I mean, even when kids say mean things – it's kind of funny because it's kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's never really mean because it's a child. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's mean. But, like, when it's, like, a three-year-old, it's never really hardcore mean. It's always right. goofy when they're like, wait, that's it. And you're yeah. like, why don't you shut up? Yeah, meanness <laughs> isn't their intention. Yeah, it's just honesty and, vote yeah. and it's realness. And so I think maybe we as adults, because we have a fear of man, we get really, you know, self-conscious about certain things that we say. When really, and we're like, oh, well, we can't be mean. We can't be that honest. Well, okay, kids are honest and yeah. their intentions aren't mean. So if our intentions are mean, are we really putting a childlike faith filter on it? Right. No, probably right. not. Yeah. And I think that all really just comes with the shame over the journey, you know, shame from sin or wanting to hide and put clothes on, you know. When kids, they don't really understand the true meaning of shame until it's learned. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it, like, creeps in, and it creeps in more and more for kids. You, like, see it. Yeah. Like, as, not they grow older, but just, like, they do something dumb, and then you correct them. Right. And then as they, they hide in their room. Yeah. You know? And so and it's, like, one of those heartbreaking things, because you, like, forget that they are kids, and that, like, is a moment to them where they feel shame. Yeah. And it's, like, something that we wouldn't even feel that anymore, because we're so used to the, the constant feeling of shame yeah. in our lives. You know? So I think have stepping in that journey, we, like, reveal it. You like walking in wholeness you reveal a lot of the shame that we yeah. are so used to and then like god's like releasing us from yeah and so i think that's even the coolest part of heaven is that we're going to be completely utterly whole yeah. and we won't even be able to experience shame at all yeah so it's like what even will we say how will our not our personalities be but i mean i guess yeah mm. will we have completely different personalities like i mean we're eight so we're very like ah yeah. Hill. but like are we gonna get to heaven and be like chill and quiet and not say words mm. like you know we don't have to fight yeah we're like can just float just chilling out and, and we grapes yeah you know or and then like these people who are quiet because they don't want to talk or like they feel yeah. they fear like not if you're quiet it can be great but if you you're quiet because you don't want to talk because you fear man that's not good yeah because you have something to say but like all of those people are gonna be like ah like we have flip-flop right <laughs> or our personalities sins i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> one of my biggest fears about going to therapy was was i still gonna be an eight? <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i'm so serious yeah. i was like 
what if I get whole and then I'm nice and yeah. I can't be an eight? Oh my goodness. Wow. So speaking of, of wholeness, how do you think you practically walk away from shame and walk more towards the wholeness? Um, I think it's identifying the areas that give you a lot more shame. Yeah. So there's like, everyone has probably sins that they're, that the enemy lies some more about that reap, yeah. not reap more shame in the sense that they're worse sins, but we all have those things that when we do it, it just, it drives such a wedge between us and God and it heaps yeah. shame on us. And I think, I think sometimes those areas when we are vulnerable and we expose them to the light, they bring the greatest level of freedom right? because of the scariest levels. Right. You know, it's like, it's very easy to be like, well, I mean, even as it goes on, like one thing that I used to not, not care about, but not care about, but like one thing that didn't really bother me to be like, oh, I struggle sometimes with gossiping. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a harder thing to want to admit because you're like, oh, I should be an adult. Yeah. Like back then I'd be like, whatever, everyone does that. But you know, like we have other areas that you're like, you don't want to admit to someone. You're like, oh, I struggle with this. And yeah. so then it's like, when you say it, you're like, oh feels like the heaviest load has been lifted off me exactly you know so i think it's like finding those things that like you don't even want to say to someone yeah because they feel so wrong and dirty or they feel so like just dark and then you tell someone that and i think that's what is a practical step of doing that yeah and then your story gets less and less because i think it's like one time yeah you feel the weight goes off when one person knows yeah but when it starts being like five people the weight really does start coming off right or when you say it and someone's like oh i do that or i feel i've dealt with that or that's happened to me and then you're like wait, what? Like the shame becomes less shame because it's now, I guess that's where healing comes in. It's like where that love comes in. It's where the camaraderie or whatever comes in is when you like feel like, okay, I'm not actually alone in the shame, which is a lie of like the garden of just like that God's going to leave you. Yeah. And so you start feeling God's presence through other people and through him like in those moments of sharing it. Yeah, that's good. I remember for so long, I constantly asked myself, why don't I seek the help I need? Why don't I seek the healing that I need? And I really feel like the Holy Spirit basically reveals to me that this whole time I've been running a couple months ago, I was basically running from myself because I didn't want to face my reality and the state that I was in, the state of brokenness that mm-hmm. I didn't want to face it, you know? But I really just had to realize that my brokenness just magnified the Lord's goodness, the healing that he brings and and the true comfort that he is. Um, so I really just had to come, I had to come to a point for myself to stop running for myself and stop filling my days with hanging out with this person, this person, this person, filling my days, making a busy schedule to where's the only time I was alone was when I was going to bed at night. And throughout that whole thing, I just basically didn't have to face myself until I found myself having a whole lot of time on my hands. And at that point I was just like, wow, I have to face myself and my brokenness and my problems. Mm. But really that season for me was such a, it was such a foundational season, I feel like, because the Lord really brought me back, you know? Yeah, and I think those seasons when God's calling us to seek him and we run are like really hard seasons because we kind of feel that tug anyway. Right. And there's that already, there's just this like, Ugh. and like you sit with yourself for like two seconds you're like i gotta get on my phone right i can't spend time with god and even like spending time with god you know it's just like the stillness he brings we can't stand it because it immediately goes a reflection back with us so it's like yeah 
you know, like I find it when I'm like, when I don't want to be in the still moments in worship or when I don't want to be reading my devos or when I don't want to be journaling or when I don't want to listen to Christian music in the car. Yeah. Why is that? Because there's probably a shame that I'm feeling that I know God's going to bring up the, like, instead of bring, he's not going to bring condemnation, but he's going to bring conviction. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to deal with it and Mm. I don't know if I want to face me. Yeah. And it's like sometimes we just don't even know if like it's like not worth it, but it's like we have to have that wanting to fight in us. Exactly. You know, and if you don't want to fight for something, it really is really hard when you feel conviction about it and you don't want to fight it. And you're like, right. I feel this. It's an uncomfort. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's probably because like I recently heard a message on integrity and I think it's probably the fact that part of ourselves is not connected. Yeah. And it may not even be necessarily integrity in the sense of like we're engaging with bad sins or we're engaging with things intentionally, but it's this integrity of that we are choosing to live in our dysfunction instead of choosing to walk in who God's could mm, his calling us to be. That's good. So that's what I think it's honestly that tension we feel. Right, right. Yeah, and I think for me in that season that was really the tension that I was feeling, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you know? And like I said, I was just so uncomfortable to the fact that I could not be by myself because I couldn't deal with the uncomfort. And so one day I was just in prayer and I just like started crying out of nowhere. And I was just like, I'm sick and tired of this uncomfort that I've been feeling. Mm-hmm. And basically there, the whole, the Lord was just like, I've been trying to lead you to healing in this area, this area, this area, but you've been running from it the whole time. So I think that's really like where I got that revelation from, of me just trying to run from my, the vulnerable part of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's not even, I think even it's not even not just not being alone. Like if for me, if I really am not in a good place, I get actually too alone. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's not alone in the sense I'm being reflective. I'm ignoring everything I feel. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, like I remember in a season where I was really doing that. I was just, I, for some reason got into a big, Oh, I know why I got into the running kick, but I was in this huge massive running kick, like in the winter. And I was just, I would just run and work out and run and work out and do school and run and work out and do school. And like, I literally was not hanging out with anyone. Yeah. And it was not healthy because I didn't have anyone to call me out on my crap. Mm. So I was just sitting there being like, I'm going to just do what I want to do. And like, I'm basically like on my grind, you know, like I'm going to hustle so hard. I'm going to do this and this and this and this, but I couldn't like actually look at myself because I didn't like, I just want to keep improving or keep if like feeling like I had to keep developing myself and like throwing on self-improvement to be better. Yeah. And to not look at the mess that's like beneath it. Right. Right. That's good. I think it's so crazy how we're both like Enneagram AIDS, like DI personalities, but both totally respond to healing and, and chasing after wholeness in totally different ways. You know, I think sometimes people like to put certain like personality types or Enneagram types in the same fishbowl. But I think it's cool that like, we're like totally different. Like I'm super introverted like internal processor you're like I'm probably extroverted. I'm kidding. you're probably three it's <laughs> probably it uh, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. i know i don't blend in enough to be at three i'm always like i'm probably at three because i like to achieve and then i'm like no i'm probably not actually yeah <laughs> that is so funny i'm like i do like to achieve and i do like to self-improve but yeah. i also hate vulnerability and i also cannot blend in yeah no matter how hard i try i'm not popular enough to be a three and also i need to be in charge and okay. you know yeah i know <laughs> we were so we were roaming the city with like this girl i met like literally two times and she was like 
Yeah, you just like really like feel like you're just very driven. It's kind of intimidating. You're just like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. You're just like, you just like really seem like you just like want to know what's going on. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I do. <laughs> and I was also, I also ate raw lamb basically. So I was very, <laughs> I was very stressed that I was about to throw up at a restaurant, even though yeah. I, I got myself sick. <laughs> I was oh like, my goodness. Did you, Leah can attest. I was like, <laughs> her face Always. yeah y'all can't see the face but if y'all would have saw the face I, if you know me you know the face i made <laughs> yeah yeah it's Ugh. so funny the other day i was like totally like validating the way someone felt and they were just like i don't think you're an eight and i'm like excuse me because i'm healthy <laughs> health? <laughs> excuse me health <laughs> Y'all hate us when we're unhealthy, and you uh, judge us when, when we are. <laughs> judge us when you're healthy. I don't know. I'm really like I was talking to someone um, on the phone, and they were like, "Yeah, can you do this well? You can, you know, you can love. Can you love people?" And I was like, "Not really." <laughs> and they're, I was like, and they're like, "Okay." And I was like, I'm "Still working on that." <laughs> and they were like, "Shut up." I I was more saying that actually for you to say yes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Well. That's awkward because generally, I don't know. But I mean, eights actually, pro- eights honestly love people probably so hardcore. I've been checking on all my people that are not like with me, which is everyone, yeah. a lot. And they're probably like, why is she calling me so much? I'm like, are you alive? <laughs> How's this going? And they're like, I'm great, Sabina. My phone's about to die. Well, you know what? I should drive back from Atlanta oh, to fix goodness. it. You can charge in my yeah. car. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> actually, you know what? You can do that. But funny note, before we're about to end, Leah got on a ride only because she said, I'm an eight. Literally. And by got on, I mean she didn't get off. Literally. I was sitting there, and I was looking at how huge the, the drop was on this ride. And I'm looking at Sabina, and I'm it? like, yes, totally. And I look at Sabina, and I was just like, I'm getting off right now. And she goes, Leah, you would totally embarrass yourself. And I'm like you're right i'm an eight i can't get off of this ride honestly i'm gonna be real i felt kind of embarrassed to be around the person that got off i was like i was like but you know what i stayed on that ride just like i'm staying on this ride called life you know there's ups there's (laughs) just like i'm still deciding to live i'm gonna stay on this ride no there's ups there's downs you know but we are riding baby oh (laughs) sabina thinks that's dark i think it's profound that had the sparkle emoji all over (laughs) i sometimes i'm like wait no okay well that is all the time we have for today because you know i'm trying to do short episodes and yet i did another 25 minutes But y'all are all going to love this one because Leah's on it. So y'all give it a listen, like, and subscribe. We also, big news, now have an Instagram, Spilling the Beans pod. You can find it. It's also in the link in my bio at Instagram handle Sabina Hogue. Like and subscribe. Share this with your friends. And hit us up on Instagram. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. If you liked what you heard, please like and subscribe and comment down below. As well, share this with some friends. You can find more information about Spilling the Beans podcast at spillingthebeans underscore pod on Instagram. As well, you can see details in my Instagram at Sabina Hogue. See y'all next time.